0: When I was young, I craved romance in books, but I didn't want to read just romance. Love plays such a big part in our lives, it shouldn't be cut out and restricted to its own fiction. Rainbow Rowell
1: The thing about romance and romantic movies is that they can be somewhat melodramatic. There's a certain cringe factor that's involved with that. David Lyons
0: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing.
1: Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull and pro-romance. And I'm Lieses and I'm anti-romance. Mostly in this episode we are talking about using romance as a subplot. I get that romance as a primary story and genre is its own thing. I'm going to leave that over there. If that's what you write, great. Enjoy it. We did do an episode on using romance and romantic scenes
0: along with drunk scenes in our writing prompts for Act 2 series, I believe in February. So if you want to know how to use the scenes, go to that.
1: Yeah, we talked about how, now we're talking about if. Yes, the answer to if is yes. Or absolutely not. I guess I just find whenever the subplot of romance is... A vital part of the story, it's incredibly unhealthy. There's very little in my experience of seeing healthy relationships portrayed in stories.
0: I enjoy romantic subplots because it builds those character ties. It can be really easy to do it wrong and have those unhealthy or idolized relationships that just are full of cringe. But if you do a good romantic subplot in a story, it builds the characters. It gives them a reason to keep going, to keep fighting, or makes that loss for the readers even more poignant because you see what they're leaving behind. Like Captain America, the subplot romance with Peggy, that made his sacrifice at the end so much more
1: meaningful because there was this romantic subplot. The cost couldn't have been this lifelong friendship with his best bud, who kept getting him out of trouble until he was strong enough to go on his own. It had to be, ooh, she's cute, therefore we have to throw her into the scene. We already had a lot of that with Bucky as well,
0: but it was more. You don't have to limit yourself to just romantic relationships. You can have other relationships as subplots that add the same kind of thing. And that's exactly my point is people don't limit yourself to just not romance either.
1: A lot of people go, "Okay, I need to heighten the emotional drama jazz hands. So I will add a love interest. And the love interest is so often shoehorned into the story. So much of the role of romance is to make a damsel in distress, which I really don't like that trope.
0: If you are making a damsel in distress out of your romance, you're writing it wrong.
1: Your hero falls in love basically so you can have the villain kidnap her, take her away, and then up the stakes for the final combat. That's a damsel in distress romance. That's why so many romances are included in plots. That's the wrong way to do it.
0: The right way to add romance is to build character relationships, to build connections that will make a difference in the decisions that they make later. One of the main reasons why I say both of them need to be well-developed and deep characters is because that's who your reader is going to connect with. Not all readers, but a lot of readers enjoy romance subplots because it gives them connection. It makes them feel the story and feel part of it. They can't understand the emotions of sacrificing yourself to save the world because we don't run into that day to day. But we can understand the desire to love someone.
1: So much of it is just having drama for drama's sake. So you can have that lowest point be even lower. There's so much distraction from the actual plot by adding romance, especially The focus is no longer on the villain or the problem being solved. It's on the heartbreak and, oh, I wish I had somebody that glittered. Not every romance is Twilight.
0: Not every romantic subplot has to be shaped like Twilight. That is the worst story in romance ever. You can have slow burn romances. You don't have to have love triangles. You don't have to shape it like what you are talking about these desperate, needy, and flamed relationships that are just lighting magnesium. They're starting as quick as they end.
1: If you have a romantic character, you can either have the villain be involved with breaking up the romance, in which case you end up with the damsel in distress kind of role, or you can have the villain not be involved, in which case it's superfluous and not plot relevant. Those aren't the only two options, though. You can have the villain
0: toying with their emotions and playing one against the other or using one to manipulate the other, using them both to manipulate each other.
1: But then the happily ever after is they fall back in love, not they conquer the villain.
0: Not if it's... hmm, hmm. (laughs) If that's the villain's entire goal, you're writing a romance. The villain should be doing something else that they have to defeat. What should happen is that they figure out those problems before they ever defeat the villain. They need to figure it out before adrenaline becomes the factor, before the emotions of a fight become what puts them together. The villain can be messing with them, using them against each other. It makes more connection to the story, something the readers can understand, because readers understand confusing emotions in a relationship. Relationships aren't black and white. They're not easy. So we can connect and understand that, but they should figure it out before they go and defeat the villain, and then your final conflict, the resolution
1: to the story, is defeating the villain. So don't have your characters declare love for each other throughout the plot of your book because you're in stress. So don't have romance. No,
0: you can still be under stress without doing the things at the climax of the book. You can have good romantic moments without it being the end, like the scene that I had you add to Friday and Monday.
1: Which still feels tangential to me, by the way. You teased
0: to it, yeah, had to fulfill that. That is your fault for including it in the first
1: place. I don't like the happily ever afters. There's more that happens after the villain is conquered.
0: You don't have to have a happily ever after. Slow burn is just fine. You can have something that builds a while and resolves in a very small way, but it's adding that character connection that your readers can enjoy and connect with.
1: So I would suggest to you, the listener, to have it be as slow of burn as possible and in fact just not have it in there. There are so many ways to have a great high-stakes story without feelings and love and butterflies and all of that compromising what could be a very interesting story.
0: It won't compromise the story if you're doing it right. You don't have to be a sociopath that doesn't feel emotions. Emotions are about more than just getting laid. You don't have to have your characters get laid. That doesn't have to be the point of the story if you don't want it to be. Because romance in its purest good form is being selfless, being good, serving the other.
1: Okay, so your choices are romantic subplot or actual plot.
0: Or both. You can have an actual plot. There are rises and falls in actual plots you can have those slower moments that give you a chance to delve into the characters and their relationships. That goes back to part of why I like high word counts, that last episode that we had. Having higher word counts allows you to explore subplots a lot more easily and have it be relevant to the end of the story still.
1: And that's really the goal is make sure your romance is relevant to the story, but still healthy. Good luck on that. Have fun. Let me know how it goes.
0: You can do it. I believe in you. If you want to include relationships, if you want to include romance, or if
1: you don't, that is entirely up to you. I would say consider your story without it. Almost every story out there has one. If you want to stand out, you want to be unique, consider does this story need a romantic subplot? So many people throw it in because that's how stories are told. Not every story is that passion. It also depends on your genre.
0: It is a lot easier to not have a romantic subplot if you're writing suspense or action, which is what Lee writes. But it can add a lot to any
1: genre. It can also easily take away a lot to any genre. So use with caution.
0: Yes, I will agree that it does need to be used with caution. You do need to do it right. Because what your readers are looking for, if they want a romantic subplot, is escapism. They want to experience something that they wish they had in their lives.
1: There is so much more to an adventure than just romance. You can escape by imagining that you have superpowers. You don't need to have two identical guys who are also interested in you because you have superpowers. You can have the slow burn. You can have a relationship that is friends first lovers later. Or just have them be friends. Having just a healthy friendship is often a better tool in your storytelling than they're hot so we're in love now.
0: In an honest friendship, not the kind of friendship where one is pining after the other and it is unrequited because that just creates annoying characters that we
1: all want to punch in the face. Which, I mean, if you have a character whose job is to be punched in the face, then sure, do it. But make sure it's plot relevant. That's what everything boils down to,
0: is making sure that your romance adds to your story, that it doesn't take away. If you're building relationships that take away from the plot, that
1: sound cheesy, it's not going to work. I would advise you, the listener, to have the courage to write a story without romance in it. See how that goes. In the end, write the story that works for you. Write selfishly.